The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Inner Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salazar, and I'm so excited that you are tuning in today and that we're finally having a little solo episode. I feel like there's been a few changes in the podcast recently, so I kind of wanted to talk about that. I wanted to do a few life updates and then hop into today's topic, which is all about triggers. But first things first, I'm so excited because I finally am setting up my own podcast studio in my apartment. When Pedro and I moved to our two-bedroom apartment in Brooklyn, a big reason why we wanted to move in the first place was because we wanted to have an office for me, and then we wanted to make that office into a recording space. And so we're finally setting it up, we're finally doing it, and so if you're watching on YouTube or if you're seeing clips of this podcast on social media, on Instagram, etc., it's in my apartment. So I'm so happy because we're making moves and it feels really good to be recording in my home in my own space and I've missed you guys because the last I want to say two or three weeks has been guest episodes we had my episode with Pedro then my episode with the SLT founder Amanda and then we also had last week's episode with Cushy which was so incredible and today it's just us and I feel like since I've sat down to like fully record a solo episode so much has evolved in my life As you guys know, if you're following along on Instagram, I actually eloped with Pedro in Hawaii, which was really beautiful and it was truly so incredible. We had planned this trip to Hawaii anyway with our parents. If you guys don't know, we're family friends and we dove into our whole relationship story on our couple's story time episode, which which was three weeks ago. And we have known each other our whole lives and because Pedro was graduating from his grad program, his parents were going to be here in the US, in New York, they live in Brazil and so we had planned a trip with his parents, my parents, my brother and his girlfriend and me and Pedro to Hawaii and we wanted to do two ceremonies for our wedding. We knew we wanted to have a big wedding in Brazil which we will be having next year with like all of our extended family, grandparents, cousins, bridesmaids, friends, like literally everything like it's gonna be so beautiful and we're kind of starting to plan now so we knew we were gonna have that anyway but we also wanted to have our civil wedding a little bit earlier so we decided to have it in Hawaii and it honestly came together so beautifully because Hawaii is such a beautiful and almost like spiritual place and it's been a dream of mine to go to Hawaii for so long so we had planned this trip with our family there and we asked ourselves well if we're already going to Hawaii why not have our wedding there why not do it there instead of doing it in New York in like the city hall or something like that so it all came together so seamlessly we got an efficient and we got a photographer and we did the ceremony in the Airbnb that we were staying in the backyard which faced this beach which was basically a private beach and it was honestly such a beautiful day like I will forever cherish this ceremony and after the ceremony we went with the photographer to this really beautiful point called Kaina Point and we got some amazing pictures and 
I just feel like it was such a beautiful time because I was really in flow. I was really stress-free. We woke up, we went to the beach, we spent the whole day kind of relaxing. And then in the afternoon, we had the ceremony and we did vows, we exchanged rings and just set intentions for our relationship and for our marriage going forwards and just really celebrated our love in front of the very people who allowed us to have this relationship, right? Because if our parents weren't friends, Pedro and I wouldn't have met. So it felt really special to have this moment, just us with them. And I kind of want to debrief the whole experience so far of being married and talk more about the wedding and I would love to do a part two with Pedro. So if you guys want to see that, definitely DM me and let me know because I think that would be a really fun episode to do. And you guys sent me so many amazing DMs sending me feedback about our couple's episode. And I loved to hear it. I love to see it. And I'm just so grateful for our healthy relationship and our conscious relationship and to be in partnership with someone who truly is so respectful, so kind, is so sweet and so loving and I'm excited for what's ahead. I'm excited for the future that we're building together and now we are back in New York. After we were in Hawaii and we had our ceremony, we went to LA for a bit and we were there for a few days with our parents and then we were there by ourselves. So it was almost like a mini honeymoon of sorts. And then we came back to New York. We went upstate to the Catskills for a few days as well, which was super fun. And Pedro is starting his new job soon. So we've been kind of in this moment of relaxing together, having a lot of fun. And it's just been really great. And overall, I'm doing pretty well. Aside from like just feeling really excited and really just grateful, things have been flowing really well. It feels good to be in New York during the summer because even though I've lived in New York for two years, I actually haven't had a New York summer yet. Like, it's crazy to me, but New York summer is really fun. And the weather is just perfect. I've been tanning a lot on my roof, going to the park a lot, trying to eat outside as much as I can and run outside, even though it's very hot. And just there's been so many events also. So we've only been back for two weeks, but it feels like it's already been a month. And I feel like those are the main life updates. I also started a new certification, which I'm excited about, called IHP, which stands for Integrative Health Practitioner. And it was created by this really amazing doctor, Dr. Stephen Cabral. He has his own podcast, The Cabral Concept, and he suffered from a ton of different health issues earlier in his life and then kind of transformed his pain into his purpose and studied from like all different types of modalities from functional medicine to like Ayurveda to Chinese medicine and kind of interwove all of that into his practice, his approach for health, for longevity and created this program to certify people as integrative health practitioners. So I'm actually doing that to supplement my health coaching certification and my hormone specialization and I'm super excited. I'm loving it so far. I started it this past week and I'm already learning a ton. So if you're someone who has done IIN like me and listens to this podcast and is looking for something that's going to help you go even more in depth or help you continue learning and educating yourself, definitely check out IHP. It's such a cool program and I'm really loving it so far. So those are my big life updates. And with that said, let's hop into today's topic, which is triggers. I feel like a lot of us struggle with feeling triggered for a variety of different reasons. So I want to dive into it, starting from what feeling triggered is like and what is a trigger really, and then also the reasons why we get triggered and how to move through it and grow from those experiences. 
So without further ado, let's dive into it and let's get growing. All right, so let's talk about triggers. And the first thing that I wanted to talk about is what is a trigger, right? A trigger is basically a person or a thing or an experience that activates a strong emotional response in you that sometimes feels out of control. It might make you really angry, really annoyed, really defensive, really stressed out, or really sad. Like It'll just make you feel this intense emotion that feels out of alignment with the version of you that you want to be, right? We all have our shadow self, and then we also have our highest self, our best self, our most empowered, grounded, confident selves. And most times, I would say, when we get triggered, we're not acting in alignment with our higher self. We're coming from our shadow self. We're coming from that part of us that feels all these uncomfortable emotions, that feels self-conscious, that feels just shame and guilt and self-judgment, and that is not a comfortable experience, right? And triggers are our teachers. So when we experience a trigger, it's showing something about us. It's a mirror. And so that person that is triggering you is actually a blessing or that thing that is triggering or that situation is actually a blessing in disguise right in the moment it does not feel like a blessing at all but if you approach a trigger from an empowered place from a place of growth with a growth mindset you're able to transform that trigger into a learning lesson you're able to activate something in your growth journey that's going to help you step into that higher self even though in the moment when you experience a trigger you're coming from your shadow self Did you know that one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, it's time to make 2024 the year that you finally check it off the list using Babbel. When it comes to learning new languages, something about me that a lot of people actually don't know is that I'm fluent in three different languages because I grew up in Brazil, I speak Portuguese fluently, and then I also am fluent in English and in Spanish, but I also am currently learning how to speak Italian because I started learning it in college for my study abroad program in Milan, but then my program ended up being canceled, so I never really got the chance to fully learn Italian, which is why Babbel has been coming in so handy for me. It's a science-backed language learning app that was designed by real people for real conversations conversations and Babbel's tips and tools are super approachable. They're rooted in real life situations and they are delivered in the app through conversational based teaching. So I've been using Babbel to learn how to order food, ask for directions and speak to merchants so that next time I go to Italy, I can practice my Italian and also speak confidently. So if you're also in a journey to learn a new language, I have a special limited time deal for our inner growth listeners. Right now, you can get up to 60% off a Babbel subscription and this is only for our listeners at babble.com slash growth. Get up to 60% off at babble.com slash growth spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash growth. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ciao! Let's kind of dive into why we get triggered, right? Because a lot of us, especially if you're listening to this show, are interested in self-growth journeys and, you know, inner work, in spiritual journeys, and just like developing and strengthening your connection with yourself. And 
when we experience a trigger, the annoying part of it is that it kind of makes us feel like we're going backwards, right? You might get triggered and act out or lash out or say something you don't mean or just get really frustrated. And then you might go down this mental loop and judge yourself and say, oh my God, I've been doing all this inner work and why? Like I still get so triggered. I still get so annoyed. And yes, like that might happen. You might go down this path of self-judgment and of shame because you got triggered. But that is like the opposite of what we want to do, right? Because as I said, a trigger can actually be a teacher if we approach it the right way. But I really believe that there's two main reasons why we get triggered. One reason we get triggered is because that person that's triggering us is reflecting back to us something about ourselves that we haven't accepted, that we haven't owned about ourselves. And maybe that's like not a great characteristic, right? Like, let's say you struggle with jealousy and you're someone who tends to get very jealous of those around you and you like feel like you're holding on to the people you love like because you don't want them to go away, you don't want to lose them. But then if they're hanging out with someone else or if they are doing their own thing, you get jealous. But then you're around someone else who is very jealous and they get jealous of you. And then that is super triggering to you when you're in that experience because that person in reality is just reflecting back to you a quality that you also have. And maybe you haven't accepted that you're a jealous person. Maybe you haven't accepted that you get jealous when your loved ones are with other people. Or maybe you just like brush that off, right? You just don't own that. Yeah, like I'm a little bit of a jealous person. Like I get jealous easily. Like let's say you just don't accept that about yourself. When you witness that in someone else, that is just a mirror. So that is one of the reasons why we get triggered. Now, another reason why we can get triggered is when we see someone else that is achieving something or succeeding at something or doing something that you actually want as well, right? So let's say you're a content creator. I'll just give an example because I'm in the content creation industry, right? So let's say you're a content creator and you see someone who you follow reach 100k on Instagram and that makes you triggered, right? For some reason, you get jealous of that person or you start going down this loop of comparison or you try to justify or you try to find reasons in your brain why that person doesn't deserve 100k or you get so triggered that you want to mute that person on Instagram. But in reality, that person achieved a huge milestone that's so exceptional, that's so amazing. And you also want that milestone, right? You also want to have 100k on Instagram. But instead of owning that, and choosing to get inspired by that, you compare yourself and you go down this more shadow side of yourself and you don't use that person's achievement as a positive trigger. That ends up being a trigger that activates maybe your insecurity or maybe it makes you feel like you're not doing enough. But the whole reason that you're getting triggered in the first place is because you really want that thing too, right? So I think those are the two biggest reasons why we get triggered. Number one is that person or that situation is just reflecting back something about you that you are not really proud of. Maybe it's a characteristic about yourself that you're not really, you know, so lovey-dovey with. Maybe it's something about you that you feel insecure about or something about you that you just have not owned, like you have not fully accepted. And the truth about inner work and about inner growth is that to transform, you have to first accept. You have to first own. You have to first get really real with yourself and say, yes, I have these amazing qualities. I exceed in all these things. I am amazing because of all these things. This is my light, but also this is my shadow. These are the things about myself that I actually have to grow from, that I actually have to improve on, that I have to get real of myself that I do. 
And maybe, you know, it's different things that you enable for yourself or different toxic behaviors that you do that you brush off and that you're not addressing, that you're not owning. And the moment that you realize that that trigger is simply a mirror and you're able to understand whoa, I just got triggered because that person was a mirror to me. That person showed me that I do that too. And that's a quality that I don't really like in myself or in other people. So maybe I should work on that. And then number two is we can get triggered by people who reflect back to us things we really want to get, things we really want to achieve, things we really want to have, experiences we are dreaming of, things we hope to have in our lives. We already talked about what triggers are. We talked about why we tend to get triggered, the two main reasons for that. And then now I kind of want to talk about, okay, triggers are a human experience. We all get triggered. We all experience it for a couple of different reasons. Now, what do we do about it, right? How do we use triggers for our inner growth? How do we approach triggers and feeling triggered from a place of self-love, of compassion, and to activate our evolution and to activate us going where we want to go and growing in the direction we want to grow in. I just want to first of all normalize that, as I said, triggers are human. And so remove shame. Remove the, the idea and the notion and the belief that if you experience a trigger, you're a bad person, you're doing everything wrong, all your healing is undone. Like that is not true, right? Remove that belief first and foremost. Like if you want to use a trigger to your advantage and if you want to use a trigger as a teacher, this is the number one. This is so important. But then the second thing too is like understand that feeling a trigger is uncomfortable, but you don't necessarily have to always fall down the loop of letting the trigger control you. Right. As I said, most times when we experience a trigger, it activates uncomfortable emotions in us and it can cause us to get really defensive. It can cause us to project. It can cause us to get jealous. It can cause us to feel a whole wide range of things. But that doesn't have to happen every single time you get triggered because you're, if you're able to have awareness and if you're able to shine light on that triggering experience, you're able to actually take accountability in the moment. So something I've started to do over time is I've started to own when I get triggered in the moment. So let's say I'm talking to Pedro and he says something or he does something that triggers me. I can in the moment say, hey, oh my God, like I'm so sorry, like I just got really triggered and I think it's because you did XYZ that I realized like I do too and I actually I should probably work on that. Just awareness and taking responsibility for your triggered reaction changes so much. Like it can change your relationships and it can change your life. Like I really think that. And another way, you know, of owning it can also be in silence. Like you don't have to necessarily verbalize in the moment like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I just got triggered because you did xyz that made me feel xyz things because sometimes like the reaction and the emotion that we feel might not be something that we're outwardly reflecting outwardly showing like in either case right either when you're getting triggered because the person does something that you do too or you're getting triggered because the other person is achieving something or doing something that you want to do and achieve in both of those cases there is a possibility that the trigger is going to cause an emotional whirlwind that's all happening in your brain, all happening in your inner world, but it's not being shown outward. It just might feel heavy. And in those cases, it's really important for you to own it to yourself and to understand like, whoa, like, hmm, that was triggering. Like that experience, that person just triggered me so much. I wonder why. And then you can start exploring because maybe the answer is not going to be clear to you right away right you might not know the reason you got triggered right away and that's where you have to do the digging to get to know yourself 
and get to understand, did you get triggered for reason one or did you get triggered for reason two? And then once you identified that, double click on it, right? If you know that you did not get triggered because that person showed you something that you want as well, right? Like the success example. If you know that that trigger was probably because you just got annoyed with someone, double down on that experience, double down on that situation and ask yourself, get really real with yourself about how you're showing up in life and how you have shown up in that way. When I started my healing journey, I've I've talked about this a lot of times before, but when I started down my healing journey, I did a course called Becoming the One. And when I did that course, I learned about shadow work. And one of the prompts and like one of the little parts of this course was this journaling session where I had to write like, these are the qualities about my mom that I love. These are the qualities about my mom that I dislike. Do I have any of those qualities? And then same for like, these are the qualities about my dad that I love. These are the qualities of my mom, of my dad that I really don't like. Do I have any of those qualities? And the same can apply to like friends, romantic partners, just like what are your turn-ons? What are your turn-offs? What are things that you really like in other people? What are things you hate in other people? And then out of those qualities, whether it's the positive or the negative, do you have any of those qualities? And the moment that you start asking yourself these questions, you can then make the experience of navigating triggers a lot easier on yourself because you'll have a lot of self-awareness already. But if you haven't done the self-awareness work, then use these triggers as your foot in the door to self-awareness work, right? So I want to think of a few examples just to kind of solidify this and hopefully leave you with something a little bit more actionable so that you can leave this episode feeling ready to navigate your triggers from a more empowered place. So let's say your roommate, which can be a friend or maybe like you live with your parents or you live with your significant other, let's say that person is messy, right? They leave the dishes everywhere in the sink, they don't clean up after themselves, they don't keep the space neat, and you get so annoyed. But... Then you take a step back and you say, hmm, do I keep the space clean? Am I also contributing to this mess? And then you can say, oh, maybe you realize like, yeah, actually, I'm pretty messy myself. Maybe that's something I should work on. And then you can start taking steps towards maintaining your space a little bit cleaner. And eventually, you know, if it comes down to that, you could have a conversation with your roommate or with your boyfriend or with your parents and say like, hey, like, I've just been noticing that we've both been leaving the dishes out in the sink and maybe we should create a system so that we don't do that anymore because I really feel better in an organized space and I'm really trying to work on that myself. Very different to do that and to say that than to turn to your roommate and say, oh my god, you're such a slob, you're so messy, you always leave the dishes in the sink, yada, 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 yada. And then what is that person probably going to say? Oh my god, you're saying this, but you do that too. Like, you're such a hypocrite right? There's such a difference in how that conversation could be approached. And option number one can cause a lot more self-growth and a lot more peace in your relationships. In the opposite example, right? I think the example of success, when we see someone achieve something amazing and we get triggered and we get upset and we just get triggered by their success, instead of falling down a like rabbit hole of comparison and self-judgment and feeling shitty about yourself and thinking about how you're behind and thinking about all these self-judgmental thoughts. Instead, really observe what about that person's success feels exciting to you and use that person as your expander. I love the concept of expanders in our lives, right? An expander is basically a person who reflects back to you something that you 
want for yourself, but maybe you don't believe it's possible. But then you see this person achieving this thing and you're like, whoa, that person's incredible. That's possible. That exists in this world, which means that if it's possible for her or him, it's also possible for me. And you really have to work through your subconscious blocks and through your beliefs about yourself to start believing that because that person has that, it means it's also possible for me, right? Instead of thinking, oh, because that person achieved that, it's already taken, it's no longer available, it no longer can be achieved because that person already did that. That's a scarcity mindset. Choose abundance. Choose to live from an abundant mindset when you see someone else's success and whenever that person's success triggers you. So... Those are some examples I could think of in the top of my mind, but overall, the biggest things, the biggest steps I would say is whenever you get triggered, observe the trigger, right? Observe yourself. Take a step back. Maybe not in the moment. Maybe you won't be able to do that, right? In the moment, maybe you will be too caught up in the emotion. So afterwards, maybe take a step back and say, that was a triggering experience. That was not a very pleasant feeling. Let's debrief it, right? Let's observe it. Then identify Was it a trigger for this reason, that reason? Like, why did I get triggered? And identify if it was from a place of comparing and wanting what that person has or comparing and realizing that that person actually has a quality that you have about yourself that you have not owned or you have not admitted you have that you don't like about yourself, but you keep it in the dark. And then let's say it's option one and it's the success one. Think about how you can use that person as your inspiration and how you can use that person as an expander for you. But then if it's option number two and it's, you know, a trigger that reflects back a quality you dislike about yourself, then get real with yourself about what that quality is, how you also act in those ways and how you can start working on that, right? How can you take steps to work through those shadow qualities? How can you take steps towards working through the parts of yourself that you don't feel proud of? And I saw a TikTok, I think it was yesterday, and this girl was saying, one of the most important things that I learned in my life is that I should embody and I should be someone who I would want to be friends with. And she was saying, if I am being someone who I wouldn't want to be friends with, I'm in some serious trouble, right? And I think that that's something that's really beautiful and something that I'm constantly working on myself is observing when I'm acting in ways that are not in alignment with my higher self. And getting real with myself about that, right? Getting real with myself about those shadow qualities and then saying, hmm, would I want to be friends with myself? And if the answer is no, then what could I do better? What could I work on? What could I just tweak in my life so that I can show up calmer, so that I can show up more kindly, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the truth about triggers. They're a nature of life. They happen. And if you're someone who's on a a healing journey or in a self-growth journey, they are actually really powerful tools. They are not indicators that you're going backwards. They're not indicators that you suck, that you're a bad person, that you're incomplete, that you're unworthy, that you're flawed. Like, no, 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 no. Triggers are a nature of life. They're part of it. But they're actually teachers and they're here to help you elevate your mindset, help you elevate your self-awareness, help you elevate your relationships with other people. And it's all about how you approach them. It's all about how you start to observe them. And it's truly all about self-awareness. So hopefully that helps. Hopefully this episode's leaving you with something new to think about, something to reflect on going into this week, going into the rest of the week, if you're listening on the day that this comes out. And I love you guys so much. I have been wanting to talk about triggers for a while. And I think it's really important because as I said, we all get triggered, but the more aware we are of ourselves, the more aware we are of the things that trigger us, the better versions of ourselves we can be. And 
no one's perfect we're all imperfect and we're all here to grow and learn and we just have to be able to do that from a place of kindness and gentleness instead of self-judgment so i love you i hope that you enjoyed today's episode if you did let me know or share it with someone who you think would appreciate this conversation and tag me in your stories if you share it on your stories at all at innergrowth.co and at the carolina lifestyle and if you want to be in the loop of future episodes just remember to hit the bell icon on spotify or the plus button on the top right corner of apple podcasts and if you're watching on youtube remember to hit the subscribe button and i will see you guys next week with another guest episode oh and before i end the episode i just wanted to also mention i forgot to say this in the intro but as you guys know we had been going through a period where we were doing two episodes a week one solo episode and one guest episode so the solos were coming out on mondays and the guest episodes were coming out on thursdays but we're going back to one episode a week now so you can loop in and tune in to inner growth on thursdays and the next episode will be out next week on thursday so yes i love you guys i will talk to you soon and remember to water yourself this week in whatever way feels aligned sending you a big kiss and we'll chat soon bye